Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comexus Cast Daily, all the news you need to know from our inbox to yours. I'm Matthew McGordy, the videographer and podcaster here at Comexus, and today I am joined by the lead strategist at Comexus, Philip Brooks. Good afternoon. So our first story from today, uh, there has been declining Facebook reach that has been putting pressure on publishers' branded content, and this in part comes from DigiDay's Max Willens. Um, so over the past six months, the amount of money publishers have spent to distribute branded content on Facebook has ridden, risen dramatically, according to Kiwi, a content marketing tool. In the fourth quarter of 2017, spending on branded content distribution leapt 159% year-over-year, and spending grew 231% year-over-year in the prior quarter. And worldwide, spend on branded content totaled $5 billion in 2017 and $3.6 billion in 2016. Um, in addition, over the past two months, the cost per click publishers pay for Facebook ads grew 16% year over year, according to Kiwi. Um, so one of the reasons that this is significant, other than you know the the increased costs, mm -hmm. is that this in part plays into you know Facebook's algorithm change. Um, for those of you who, who are not familiar, which I, I'd be shocked <laughs> at this point um, with all the the stories that have been about it, but basically uh, Facebook said that they're going well, not they're going to. They've changed uh, the algorithm to focus more on friends and family and and content that those individuals share on posts on Facebook that typically um, garner more social interaction, and then they're going to be favoring things in terms of you know on the content and, and publisher mm -hmm. side um, things that do you know fuel that interaction. Um, so that's been one major point um, is that a lot of publishers are saying that they're beginning lower organic reach mm -hmm. from Facebook because of this, as you would expect. There's been a couple other um, reasons. So, for example, uh, Melanie Desiel, a branded content consultant who used to be branded content editor at New York Times and HuffPost, uh, said that more scrutiny from brands and agencies demanding more detail about the people their content reached and suggesting audience segments of their own for publishers to use has also increased costs. Um, a final thing I would like to add is that I, I think also the costs have gone up in general, not for the pay-per-click mm -hmm. portion specifically, uh, probably because more people want branded content, yeah. which, I, which I, I think is a, a reasonable assumption, though that's obviously... Yeah, I, I think it's becoming a major part of most companies' you know, content marketing campaigns and their overall, overall digital marketing campaigns to create branded content. Um, you know, even for companies that haven't really fully realized what their brand is, and you know, that may very well be part of the issue, is that people are feeling that they have to jump into this marketplace because all their competitors are in there, uh, but they don't really have a fully realized brand message or an understanding of who they are. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that we help with here is helping people really define exactly what their brand is and what their company does. Sometimes they, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bit of a disparity between what people think their company's you know, persona is and what it actually should be. Or you know, if they're trying to reach to a certain audience, they may be speaking to them incorrectly or speaking to the wrong audience altogether. Uh, so you know, I think the biggest thing here is that you, know, you have to look at and see that this, the, the, with the reduced amount of Basically, space available to these co to these companies uh, in the Facebook feed, um, you know that the com the competition has gone up, and thus the you know price to advertise and and and, and go you know, be, play along with the other players is has gone up as uh, you know. It, it, it conversely, so um, you know that's what's mostly happening here, and I think that you know it really shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that follows how Facebook is you know how they make money. Uh, you know what they're what they've done is. 
delivered something that sounds like they're helping out their users, but in reality really just says, hey, you're going to need to spend more money to get advertising in front of the eyes that you wanted to get it looked at. Absolutely. And, and I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot in the past when talking about initially the Facebook algorithm change and, and since then has been that you know you can't just um, depend on social media outlets and their algorithm to be your you know all the exposure that you're going to be getting because then things like this happen or mm -hmm. other tweaks that you sure. can't see um, come in and, and really mess up what you're mm -hmm. doing. Um, and then in addition, you know, we've talked about before how at least na especially now that the algorithm change ha has taken place, it, it really has become a, a pay-to-play space unless you're somebody like, I don't know, BuzzFeed who can right. get a million, uh, a million uh, interactions or something like that um, just on, on their content alone. But that even then, I'm, I'm sure they're yeah. They're, they're not fronting a bill or anything Yeah, and, like and keep in mind, too, that, that you know, this, is, this is content that's being shared organically and dynamically by people within your friends and family feed. So it's not necessarily something that's being done. You know, it, it's, it's being done on the merits, hopefully, of the content itself yeah. and not necessarily because of any encouragement on the part of the content producer to get the content shared. Um, you know, and, and keep in mind, too, that you know, these this interaction, you know, nobody knew this is what social media was going to be when it first came out. I mean, we already just assumed it was going to be an amplification platform for whatever they had to say. Yeah. And, you know, and that's how it started off. And now everybody, it's become a monetization. Like, I think the, the monetization of this has surprised virtually everybody that was involved in social media in the beginning. If you, you know, look at the people who made like Friendster and things like that, they probably are like, why? Why? Why didn't anybody tell us this is something that we could do? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think that's you know, it, it, it's kind of. It, it's a weird kind of growth model because it really is shifted from a user-driven channel to a content and, and advertiser-driven channel. Yeah. Well, speaking of content-driven, um, we have a, a That's story. That's a segue, well, Matt. I, I try my best. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have, uh, for marketing charts, four insights on what consumers want from branded content. Um, and these were um, from surveys done by both Adobe and Advanus. Um, so basically, uh, there, there are four, four main points, and that is that what is the value of branded content first to consumers? Um, so we're talking about why you know in spending has increased, and to some extent it is either it's more expensive but also more people want it, mm -hmm. and they see the value in it. Um, so the majority of respondents to uh, this survey, 57% of them, said that they had made a purchase in the past year as a result of valuable online content from a brand. Uh, and secondary actions taken in response to valuable brand content include sharing the content with friends and family, something we just mm -hmm. talked about. About 29% say they had done that. And subscribing to an email list, which was 23%. Mm -hmm. And just one in five claimed to have not taken any positive actions due to valuable brand content. Uh, and something in addition to that, um, you know, what is the most important factor that makes people want to either share this content or, or even just interact with it at all? And respondents place the most importance on content that is accurate with a 38% ranking um, as their most, most important characteristics and two-thirds, 65% placing it in their top two. Uh, and previous research has linked uh, that mistakes and errors are the leading reasons why consumers lose trust in digital brands. So being accurate is important. Um, but not... Uh, to not just to be accurate, but also to be informative. 26% of respondents uh, said that they prefer when their content is both accurate and 
informative. Um, so I think, and perhaps the the first example that, that really comes to mind um, with stuff like this, you know, we, we talked about you know figuring out what your brand is, but you don't necessarily have to have a pinpointed idea. Right. Though it it sure helps when you're trying to create content that is both informative and accurate. And the first thing that comes to mind is, I believe it was BuzzFeed created a piece um, in conjunction with Ben and Jerry's that just talked about the history of ice cream, <laughs> and they, I mean, they it was all Ben and Jerry's sure. ice cream there. Um, but it was one of those things that I thought was both entertaining to watch because of the way it was done, but also, you know, it it's not like Ben and Jerry's. Mm -hmm. other, uh, they were plastered on it, but it wasn't Ben and Jerry's saying, yeah. like, oh, look at us, we're Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think that's the key, too. You know, again, uh, something that we always stress when we're creating digital campaigns for people is that you know, obviously blogging is an important part of that, not so much as it used to be. It used to be a lot more of a, of a fulcrum for digital marketing campaigns. But, you know, the idea is when you're writing a blog for a client or if you're a client or somebody you know, that's writing your own content in your website, you want to provide value. So you really, really need to look at what the people that are coming to your website are looking for, um, what your audience is trying to find out, maybe even to do some information. You know, what are the most common questions that you get? That's a good way to kind of dissect what's coming through your, fe your feed. And, and you know, find a way to answer those questions without you know giving too much of what you do away for free, um, you know, and and that will in turn build trust. And if you can create a piece of content that'll actually be helpful to people, they'll share it, they'll like it, they'll give it you know to give it the boost that it deserves. But just putting content out there for the sake of putting content out there helps no one, and you know doesn't do anything to enamor you with any of your potential audience or customer base. So. You know, remember that when you're putting content out there, there has to be a purpose behind it because that purpose has to be providing value for the reader. Mm -hmm. If it's just out there just because you feel like, hey, we're talking about this this week, let's kind of chat in. You know, make sure that you're actually looking through your traffic and, and serving your clients to understand exactly what kinds of content they'd be looking for you from. I mean, it doesn't hurt to even ask. Just, you know, if you have a social media account, Ask them, hey, what would you like to hear about from us? Would you like to learn about what we, you know, what we do? What, you know, what would make you, uh, you know, what, what are you curious about about what our business model is or, mm -hmm. you know, our industry, that kind of stuff. If you can provide that kind of content, you're going to get much more buy-in than just basically tweeting out into the ether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and marketing charts uh, report also included things that respondents didn't like, um, which was they didn't like content that was poorly written or error-prone, which is obvious. You don't want, you know, something to have a mm -hmm. bunch of grammatical mistakes, um, but Specifically, uh, they did not like content that wasn't relevant to a consumer. Um, and then, you know, what made consumers more willing to share content? Well, the top three reasons were content raising awareness for a good cause, content that was informative, not promotional at 34%, um, and keeping, you know, a familiar refrain, and the content that gave them an incentive. So the, the top the top second reason was that the content was informative yep. without, you know, bashing you over the head that they're a business and a service. Yeah, and that all fits into the description of having value to the consumer, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a, a value, monetary value or, or of, of, you know, intellectual value or even just from a, you know, it, it gives them a, that virtue signaling that they can mm -hmm. say that they, they helped out somebody that in need by, by participating in a charitable donation. So. Again, it's all about providing value to those users. Absolutely. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of the Comexus Cast Daily. Check us out tomorrow for more of the latest trending news. Have a great day.